I, I, I see here in your notes that as far as like I, I'm commenting as far as like on the soundtrack that is happening during this scene, and then I just see all caps Yordle prostitutes. <laughs> Priorities. Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra, a very special episode. Uh, the beginning of our Arcane special, we promised it, and here it is, recap of episode one. I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hetch. I am not the other host, I am the conductor of the hype train. <laughs> and it's been, a, it's been a minute since I got the dust out, you know, dust off where the coals were sitting, yeah. and start feeding the Machine. Feed the machine. Arcane time, baby. <laughs> but listen, one thing doesn't change, and that's housekeeping. Yeah, Riot. We saw what you did. Had you we, want to tell them what they did? Okay, okay. So Riot clearly has been listening to some quality podcast material mm -hmm. because they opened the arcane watch party. Uh, if you're on Twitter, hashtag arcane watch party. They opened the watch party. <laughs> He's a plant. By saying housekeeping and mentioning where all of the social medias yeah. for Riot Game yeah. and all of the social medias for the different games under Riot Games. We see you, Riot. We see you. Yeah. So do this. Visit us at podcastcore.com for all our info. It has everywhere you can listen. You choose the one you like. Follow us on the platform you prefer. Send us an email at podcastcore at gmail.com. Leave a like, follow, and in your short review, you're our alibi and our witnesses. You're going to be on our side when we take this court to case, or take this case to court. You know what? I already screwed it up. I think we're probably going to lose. <laughs> we're probably going to lose the lawsuit. You were supposed to represent us. Like You're the only <laughs> lawyer we could afford, right? <laughs> we're screwed. <laughs> Never mind. It's a property of Rivington. We actually stole it from him. <laughs> Official. <laughs> but as always, do us a favor and tell a friend to fight to survive by listening to the Casuals of Runeterra podcast. Let's get into it. Arcane episode one recap. Okay, so we start off with, and this is going to be a quick one. We're going to give you what we know from episode one. We haven't watched episode two yet. We're going to do that after this one. Keep your eyes open. But yeah, we, we start off with. We could not wait to record. I may be extreme. <laughs> Right. But I'm going to put genocide here. <laughs> I think it's more of a raid situation where it looks like we have wardens raiding a Zon um, city or town. But I was so hype and adrenaline's running rushing through my blood. I'm like, they're starting off with genocide. <laughs> and, and like the scene definitely is like spelled out, like kind of genocide esque. I got yep. that same vibe. And it wasn't until the end of the episode that you really kind of get what Riot was trying to translate there which is you know the oppression of the local authorities yes over the zonites um so like especially because like the thing that i noticed first was that uh the smog in, in the city yes. because we we know from all the lore of, as far as like piltover and zon is that all of the fumes get funneled into zon so this is clearly filmed like it's first in zon that's clearly the chem smoke 
yep. coming from Piltover, but it looked very natural. It looked like smog. Uh, yeah. I, I grew up in Atlanta. I know smog. <laughs> that looked like smog. Uh, so I I was kind of like expecting when they would show that like to be a little cartoony, but they showed it like right away and yeah. it looked kind of natural. But so, yeah, that was the first thing that stuck out to me. And then it's like, oh, no, they're at war and they're killing everybody. Yeah, something bad's <laughs> happening. It, it reminds me of the police riots that we've seen in recent memory with tear gas and all that stuff, um, but played up for the environment. And the next scene we get out of that is we get to see Vander, which, you know, he's been revealed in posters. Um, we kind of know a bit about him so far, but the part we that this stands out is you see his shadow as he's essentially defending this couple, these couple of kids, um, which we find out is Powder and Vi, and he has gauntlets on, Defend, small gauntlets, defending, De- defending, what did defending. I say? You said defending. Uh, I'm not standing by that. Uh, it's, <laughs> oh, you think it, he was involved? I think, yeah, like, he wasn't defending these kids. Okay. You don't defend children that are outside of all of an altercation by beating someone's face in while they're already on the ground. Like, True. he was, True. like, one step shy from asking the guy to bite the curb. <laughs> uh, so, I, 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 don't, hey, I didn't I'm just telling I didn't you what I defend. saw, bro. I'm just yeah, telling you what I saw, I, bro. Like, Because I, I definitely got the vibe of, like... Um, uh, of him just beating the crap out of this p- cop and then turning yeah. around and getting that snap back to reality off of the faces of these yeah. innocent kids. Um, yeah. But but to the, back to the gauntlets, they're definitely not Vi's gauntlets. No, no. Not even close. Like, yeah. these were, you know, reasonable. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these were regulation. Um, we get introduced to the two main characters, obviously. Jinx and Vi. Young Jinx is referred to as Powder here. And you can definitely tell that she's more traumatized than Vi is. There's an age gap, which is, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say significant, but definitely like an older sister, younger sister vibe. Uh, one is definitely too young to be taking in this visual. Um, and we do get a shot of a woman who appears to be dead. Um, and she has blue hair. hair. Um, we don't know who that lady is. Uh, but we can assume probably related to this traumatized jinx we don't know yet what do you think uh, like, like the fact that they're showing all of this for powder and that she doesn't snap into jinx right away yeah. um powder's a strong kid uh yeah. and like they they're they're working hard just in these first opening scenes to translate that you know vibe powder have a rough life and it you know does build some character but i would have snapped <laughs> true a hundred percent, hundred percent. Dead mom right there. Very next adult you see is asking another adult to kiss the curb. Yeah, and, yeah and this, I'm done. That that hard life shifts into some action. We get some street action in the daytime on top side, which is obviously Piltover. Um, remember, Piltover is kind of divided. If you wanted to think about it into like four sections, you have top side. You have the sewers, which is like the lower part of Piltover. Then you have Zon under that. And then there's the depths of Zon, which is like the deep parts of the Pacific. No one goes there. Right. Yeah. And, and once we get a little later into the show, too, they they're even like telling us like the different like sections of Zon, mm-hmm. too. Um, I do love the way that it's presented in the show. It gives it a look of like a city that could actually be built instead yeah. of it just being like this, you know, this city with subterranean levels. Yes. Which is like kind of how when reading it, I've always put it in my mind. But this looked a lot more natural as far as like, you know, like a top of a hill and just working your way down. Yeah. 
And so these kids are out in the day. They're doing their first, I guess, big mission from the way Vi kind of presents it. She's planned up this thing. We're going to do a big heist, get some stuff, make some money, and, you know, have some fun uh, along the way. But don't tell Vander. So they end up breaking into a place which is highly sophisticated. Um, there's plenty of, like, notes on a chalkboard. There's plenty of high-tech stuff. We do get to see that the way Powder kind of takes in what she's seeing means she's a little more technical than the rest of the kids. She's shyer, she keeps to herself, she's more technical. The rest are kind of more of a bruiser type, right? Um, hardened street type kid. Uh, but they have personality, they all seem like good kids, you know, that just have a hard life. Uh, and this goes wrong because they get the stuff, the person who owns the stuff uh, comes back early, earlier than expected, starts trying to get in, and one of the things they pick up is uh, what, Hetch? Uh, we get our first look at Hex Tech. Um, and as far as with this, like they are little spheres of Hex Tech. Um, so I'm not sure if it's like going to be their example of a full Hex Tech core, but we do have like little fragments of Hex Tech cores. And Powder is, you know, getting rushed out the door because the tenant is back early. And Powder just grabs as many of them as she can, stuffs them in her pocket, goes to make a run for it. One of them drip, drops out of the pocket. And especially for our purposes on this show, we have gone over a lot of champions that use Hextech in their kits yeah. as far as like with their stories, like to build up like their bodies or the way that they fight, like with Ezreal and Victor. Um, and every time we talk about these, uh, it's hex tech is powerful. Yes. I mean, uh, echo takes a hex, a fragment of a hex tech core and breaks time. Um, so the stuff is powerful. So with powder dropping the one little hex tech fragment, yeah, uh, blows up the whole freaking building on their way out. <laughs> and that is exactly what they needed to do with the show to translate how powerful Hextech is. Yes. Like, it, it, we'll talk about it at the end. They do a real good job moving through a lot very quickly um, while giving you the proper glimpse at what things are. Um, and one thing they had to show was after this explosion, the cops show up, as we know them, wardens. Um, the wardens show up, and now we get a good old-fashioned street chase uh, that leads us through Topside uh, into the sewers, which is, you know, the, the, the grungy part of Piltover still. And here's where we get um, a really well-coordinated street fight. Now, it's all animated. So when I explain this, I want you to understand that usually with choreography, you get something more polished. And, you know, it's just kind of, oh, this is just more of a fancy, hey, let's show off some kung fu or whatever, right? Martial arts. This is just kids fighting in the street, but not just any kids, kids who've grown up in the streets. I've seen fights like this before. <laughs> and to the point where you have, you know, Vi at one point uh, gets knocked into a wall. The kid gets knocked down by another kid. She grabs a piece of wood, breaks it off, hits that kid over the head, and then gets punched in the face. Like, it's very messy. Um, yeah. and it's very extended too. It's a, it's a long uh, scene as well. Yeah. The, the fight lasted like significantly yeah. longer than I thought it would. Uh, I also liked that it is translating the fact that they're all street urchins Yes, and it, cause I was kind of ready for it to be, especially like the fight opens up with Vi yeah. doing Vi things of like, oh yeah. You, okay. You smack talk. 
here's a witty quip back and yeah. sucker punch. Yeah. Um, and, and it's like from there, what we know of the champion is like the fight would be over. Uh, but instead, it's very even fight. Yeah. Uh, and that really kind of helps translate like the period of time. It's like we know it's a younger Vi, but we now can see it's before Vi becomes just a punching machine. Um, and the one of the things that I noticed as far as uh, here is that um, is that the crew does not know the kids that they're fighting except for milo uh, milo does call out the name of the leader of these kids that are fighting against them so i i'm assuming we're gonna see more of him yeah i have some notes here that we're gonna touch on later yep uh but yeah yeah like the, the fight was good <laughs> yeah so we also learn here that jinx is a i mean she's a small kid uh for her age and she decides to take the loot and run rather than fight with them um, since the rest of the kids are more brawlers, right? So she runs off, gets chased by one of the opposing kids, decides to throw her bag of stuff in the water and just take off in the other direction, not really thinking too much about it. Um, and during that time frame, we do get a little glimpse into her techie side where she's a mechanic or machinist of sorts because she creates these little grenades that don't do much. Um, they're cute, but they are functional, especially yeah. for someone her age making something like that, like and, that kind of contraption. Yeah, and it's the only time so far that we've actually seen Powder act like Jinx. Yes. like Because the, the thing that she pulls out, it's got a little mouse drawn on it, but otherwise, like the drawing, the shape of it, it yeah. looks like a flame chomper. Yeah. I have it in my notes that uh, it, it, it equals the flame chomp alpha test. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like that's, that's how I've got it written down, but th it, this is the only time, because otherwise it's Jinx running away from a fight, Yeah, like absolutely terrified, poops her pants when it's like the fight is yeah. she's not fully run away from it drops the loot so that she doesn't have to fight yeah. and that's not the crazy crazy girl we know and we get one more scene here to round out just how cool vi is at this age she's definitely the leader by the way she's the red ranger um where one of the other kids pulls out essentially a knife like a makeshift knife and she just strolls up to him gets real close and is like how do you think this is going to end type thing, right? Classic badass movie, movie scene, but within the realm of the, these children, very well directed, very well done. Um, and he backs down and that kind of gives us a sense that, okay, well, obviously he's not really in a leader type, the other kid, he's doing something for someone else, which is alluded to. Um, and they were trying to disrupt them for some reason. Why? Right. That's the question. So to find out why we head down to Zahn, um, the kids finally meet back up. They find out, Powder ditched the goods. They're not happy about it. They take the elevator down into Zon, and we get our glimpse. We get, you know, music. We get big pan shots. We get a brothel with a yordle outside. <laughs> I, I, I see here in your notes that as far as, like, I, I'm commenting as far as, like, on the soundtrack that is happening during this scene, and then I just see all caps, yordle prostitutes. <laughs> priorities <laughs> um, the, the title of yeah. our episode the title of the episode episode one of arcane yordle prostitutes <laughs> all Timos respond um, but uh uh, one of the things that we do that we do get to see here, especially like with our previous episode, we went over paint, uh, paint the town 
comic and one of the things that we talked a lot about is the fact that ziggs and heimerdinger and paint the town use glamours Mm -hmm. to disguise their yordle appearances we don't see that in zon um it makes sense as far as in this scene that in zon the yordles don't really care because we know that that's where timo buys all the shrooms yeah uh (laughs) timo's a regular so and timo is buying shrooms he probably doesn't care if he's seen as a yordle or not yeah. so he probably opened the door but we're it's we're yet to see if piltover actually has uh, a lot of the stigmas that we see in the comic um because we haven't seen piltover much yet where yeah. this is our deep dive into zon and then we get to hear that um the place in zon that we end this montage into is the lanes yes and who tells us about the lanes <laughs> The lanes. Well, Vander himself, uh, who Vander we saw at the beginning, right, as more of a dangerous figure. Now he's here being more of a father figure, but also like a local badass. He's a bartender at the main bar uh, there. And everybody kind of, you know, is kind of, you know, he you don't mess with the bartender in the main bar in a seedy part of town. He's a respected person. Uh, and he's referred to, drum roll please. As the <laughs> hound of the underground, oh. nod, nod, <laughs> wink, wink. And we also say that because um, he has a like a piece of cloth or like a leather, um, not gauntlet, but it covers his forearm completely. And it's referenced a couple times yeah, visually. It's, it's like a bracer. It's like um, a bracer. And it's yeah. like, what are you covering up? Hound of the underground. We won't spoil it here. Yeah. As and like we're re- we're recording this the day of release, like hot off the press for the Netflix. Uh, yeah, we're doing this for app. you all. Um, <laughs> and the reason I say that is because it's debuting on November six, which mm-hmm. we just got out of Halloween. You can't yes. fool us, Vander. Because <laughs> either either it's a League of Legends thing, and you're about to start howling. <laughs> or it's a zombie thing. And no, you're not coming in to the sanctuary. Like you you stay outside with your kind now. You're one of them. All right. We're still in spoop mode. We're still in spoop mode. We're 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 very aware at the moment. But the scenes we do get from Vander are him with the children, which are great scenes because it makes you like the kids a lot more and respect him on how he deals with these kids as someone who also is street hardened. Um, I put it here, and you guys have probably heard it before. Vander isn't the stepfather; he's the father that stepped up. <laughs> and one it's thing true. we get to see is like there's a moment between him and Vi where he's kind of reprimanding her, but also letting her know you're smarter than this. I've taught you and they look up to you. So you got to be the red Ranger. Like that's who you are. Um, and then later we get to see her have a talk with one of her, like, you know, um, friends with Milo with Milo. And she has a very Vander approach to the way she deals with him, where she's very firm, but lets him know that, you know, we're looking out for each other. We're together. Um, but you, we need to be smarter. Right. It's crazy how well this fucking episode is put together. The dialogue's fantastic. It's so Um, good. Like, I don't, if the dialogue wasn't written as well as as it was, I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much. Um, But the dialogue's done so well. The only thing I have in my notes here, as far as for Vander and all these things, Mm. is long live Vander. Goddamn. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They make you like him immediately. Yes. Um, but we get another cameo. It's not just Vander. So Vander is trying to cover up for what the kids have done because even though they thought it was, you know, as children do, 
as it was just something whatever. They were giving it a shot, right, trying to make something of nothing. Um, it turns out to be a bigger deal because they end up hitting something high profile. It's not very, it's not revealed. Yeah. But Vander decides, hey, I have some junk lying around. I'm going to go to the local pawn shop and see, also known as Benzos, I think is what it's called, yeah. and see if, what what's the word on the street, right? Because yeah, Benzo the, would know. Uh, and he is going to Benzo's because after his heart to heart with Vi, he is trying, like he gets the answer from her of, hey, where'd you get this information? Yeah. And her tip was from the little man at Benzo's shop. Yeah. And so, you know, it's... It, even though like Zahn and Piltover are both big cities, it, the, clearly in the slums, there are certain people who know everybody and who've yeah. got eyes everywhere. Um, and now Vander is going to go off and try to at least cover this up because even if it wasn't a high profile place, they blew up a freaking building. A very important building. <laughs> it turns out that it was a very important building, but, you know, no job is going to go, like, no heist is going to go unnoticed if there's a freaking bomb going off. <laughs> like, people are going to talk about the bomb. Exactly. So every, like, Vander's already heard about it before the kids get there. <laughs> like, that is how that conversation opens up of, like, hey, what have y'all been up to? Because I know. <laughs> and we, and, and the, the fun part is, you know, as this episode's, we're coming towards the end here. This episode's good enough, and then we get introduced to somebody that we all wanted to see. The yes. little, little young Echo. The little man at Benzo's shop turns yeah. out to be a very little Echo. <laughs> and man, little Echo is 100% what I wanted little Echo to be. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, he's an awkward kid yeah. that has way too much charisma to be as awkward as he is. Yep. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Love it. Chef's kiss. 10 out of 10. End the show. All right. Like yeah. drop Vi, drop powder. Let's just follow Echo. I, I'm all <laughs> I'm on board. And if you've listened to our Echo episode, you'll know that he grows into be it grows up to be a lot like Vi, especially the Vi we get represented here, which is great for consistency. Mm -hmm. Um, and he makes a comment here, which is very important, that Vi taught him moves. Like she essentially taught him how to fight. Uh, and he shows it off to uh, one of her partners here um, that's hanging outside while Vander's yeah. inside um, talking. Yeah, because Vander Vander does bring Clagger yeah. along with him to Benzo's shop. So we one, we get to see here that Echo knows Clagger. We then get to see that Vi has been teaching Echo how to fight. And this is something that we three crafted in our Echo episode. Uh, you can go back and check it out and listen to past us talk about it when oh how little we knew um and <laughs> how young we were how young we were so naive um but we theory crafted this like hey you know like how many of these street urchins are actually running around zon is there any way that vi and jinx and echo like knew each other or at least ran within the same circles and at least arcane is now setting the stage that yes they ran in the same circles because when, yes. when Clagger and Echo are calling each other by name, it's hard to argue it now. <laughs> exactly. And then we get Warden showing up again. Um, and this time they're wearing gas masks, which is, you know, that that's something neat to know is that it looks like when Topsiders come down to Zon, they wear a mask, uh, which is very timely and scary. But listen, we won't go there right now. <laughs> no real world. We're in Runeterra at the moment. <laughs> but yeah, they come down in mask and they meet up in the shop with Vander. And they're like, listen. We've interacted before. Something big is going on. 
I need a body. I need a <laughs> Hitch puts on a mask. <laughs> They're like, I need someone to place this blame on. Well, Vander's not going to give them that because that's his kids. So he's like, I can't help you. And the woman who kind of sends the her subordinate out and talks to him, her name is Grayson, um, is what we're given, or Officer Grayson, I don't know if it's her last name. And one tidbit, and you know, let us know if you hear the same thing when you watch this episode or when you watched this episode. It sounds like the voice of Anna from Overwatch. Um, she's been doing a lot of voice work lately and the voice is very similar. Oh crap. Yeah. I did um, not pick up on that. I think obviously right. the show, we literally just watched it. It just premiered. So there's not enough notes out there on who the full voice cast is. Oh, we're going to find us it. Know. I'm going to find it. <laughs> Maybe we're the first ones to, you know, put it out there in the ether. <laughs> we know. Um, <laughs> now as far as like with the, like outside of getting to see the enforcers, uh, in their, in their uniforms with the gas masks, uh, and coming down into Benzo's shop, the rest of this scene is pretty much the same as every scene of a police officer speaking to a ne'er do well. Um, and so we, and as far as with this scene, we get to, we get the vibe that, uh, this enforcer and, uh, Vander, they've worked together before, whether willingly or not, they know each other. Uh, and, for between a ne'er do well and a police officer, there's some some trust. Like it's not a real trust, yeah. but enough to like I'm gonna trust you to save your own skin, and quietly. Yeah. And I and I you can trust me to keep it quiet. Um, so like other. Why is this scene, you've seen it before, and now it's the wardens are like, okay, give us a call with any information you have, or we're going to find that information, and you don't want us to find it. And that's where that scene leaves off, and we go back to Vi checking in on Powder. Yeah. Uh, And the the thing that I have in my notes here as far as getting to see Powder's room, because like the first thing that pops up is just the outside of a window with a radio playing. Yeah. And it is very much playing a weird, like steampunky, like a hundred year old technology version of the music from like jinx's reveal music video yeah. and it's just like oh come on riot <laughs> come y'all on like easter eggs. y'all like y'all not even trying to hide these easter eggs you got them painted in neon <laughs> they glow in the dark and you hit them under a black light <laughs> but i appreciate it i'm still putting it in my basket <laughs> But this ain't much of an Easter egg. Yeah, and this this is at this point where I told Hetch, this show's going to make me cry, right? Because it's we're in one episode, and watching how good of a big sister Vi is, and how good of a little sister Jinx is, and how good of a father Vander is, and knowing that this is the beginning of an escalation from what we know, um, that's going to be a painful journey. Uh, congrats right you, great great yeah. you made us you're gonna make us feel bad i hope you're happy um but yeah we, i'm planning on crying and i'll let you guys know which episode that's on because it's been at least six years of yeah. all of, like league of legends fans or at least like the lore fans yeah. um theory crafting whether or not vi and jinx are truly sisters 
or if they were just orphans that grew up together. We did all this theory crafting as far as what caused them to go down their separate paths. And this was a strong message to send as far as what they were like before what we know now. And yeah, they're going to make you cry, Ryan. We're going to cry. So facts. Facts During this time, the sister heart to heart, um, she cheers up Jinx for essentially, you know, uh, just being herself. She's like, listen, we're trying our best. Don't beat yourself up. Um, yeah. We'll just keep getting stronger. It, it's and a very it's a very good message, despite the fact that it was really just a conversation of like, don't listen to Milo's BS. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're a kid. You'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, and then um, like. If the if the episode ended there, it'd be like a really exciting time as far yeah. as like hell yeah, arcane. But we're gonna before we can end, we have to we we have to figure out what had happened to those street urchins that attacked Vi. Uh so yeah. then we get a flashback to Deckard, and Deckard is not doing so hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, right before we get that, fl- like the the transition on that flashback is pretty cool because uh, Powder's like, "Hey, by the way," after the conversation, she pulls out of her pocket more Hextech crystals, and then it transitions into the scene with um, him in the chair, and we get the reveal of Soko, who we know nothing about. Um, this is a character who I have no knowledge of. I don't think Hetch has any knowledge of. I think this is a character that's probably introduced for the sake of the series to drive the plot. Um, but he is related to whatever was happening um, topside. Uh, but he also is doing some animal experiments with neurochemicals, which is always a good time. <laughs> always, always a good time. Yeah. Um. So we, th- this whole scene is very interesting because yeah. one, we learned that Deckard was actually tailing uh, Vi under Soko's uh, request. Yeah. And so he, De- Deckard about just dies in this scene straight away because it's like, I told you to follow and not interfere. Yeah. Uh, so w- let's teach you about what happens to people who disobey me. It's like they um, call me Silco. <laughs> Listen, it's not Shaco, but I'll take it. It's close enough, and I'll take what I can get. You. <laughs> Filthy, <laughs> filthy man. <laughs> All right, welcome to a Shaco fan podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, so so we first learned that that Silco is trying to tail Vi, and it's because he knows they're connected to Vander. Uh, Deckard reveals that they were the that the the kids were the ones that hit that that building they were responsible for that explosion and vander is trying to cover it up silco says okay our timeline got moved up and the only response to our timeline getting moved up is that we then get to see this purple gaseous chemical getting fed to a mouse and then a cat being fed to the mouse end of episode <laughs> and that is a strong message already like so many questions popping up because we know that somewhere along like jinx and vi are going to get tangled up with this guy because he's already got the, his eyes on the kids yeah it's not even the thing of like it might happen later on it, it he's already watching them so we know they're going to get tangled up 
we have we already have theories thanks to the trailers that that chemical is going to get mixed up with jinx and that's what happens to jinx um but we don't know we but then like if you look at the rest of like piltover and zon lore characters like warwick and even characters outside of piltover and zon whose like makers origins are from there like mundo and warwick and singed like they all deal with gaseous they're a little chemical bit twisted stuff. get out of here I'm, <laughs> no no i'm leaving it just left but yes so it's a great scene to wrap it up and then the final comment we hear before fades to black and then gives us you know title card title card slash credits is uh silko's right hand man or whoever this scientist guy is like are you ready to do experiments on someone you got anybody in mind he's like yeah i got somebody in mind and then we get a cut there and that's the end of the episode so where this leaves us is we gotta go watch episode two what do you think this was <laughs> like we're not gonna <laughs> so hetch and i are gonna we're do done something very dangerous <laughs> on a scale of five this episode what do you give it i'll go at first i'm gonna give it a five out of five this is how you do a first episode for this because this had to be nerve-wracking to be like how do we start this off and I think they absolutely nailed it. Music, art, story, lines, voice acting, animation, everything. Yeah. Um, unbiased opinion. Unbiased opinion. Okay. Five out of five. Mm. Like, this is exactly what you want. I can't wait until we say goodnight and get off of this so I can watch episode two. So, <laughs> good job. That's what you want in episode one to do. Yeah. Biased opinion. Four out of five. <gasps> I hate the art. Understandable. I and we'll get into that. the art. We'll get into that in a different episode. <laughs> <laughs> but for now, as always, thanks for listening. And we'll be back soon with the next Arcane episode. Yes, episode two. Take care, everybody. <laughs>